Good morning, everyone. You hear me okay? Good, good. So, September is here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's always that time of month. I'm, I'm, I just want to say, I am holding on to the summer, okay? I know schools go back tomorrow and all that kind of thing, but it's still slightly warm, isn't it? So, yeah, and we're going to hold on to summer, at least for today, okay? We're going to make it good. So, um, so this... Uh, this um, over these last few weeks, we've been thinking about prayer um, as we've been exploring some of the, the prayers of the Old Testament. So there's so many good prayers in the Old Testament. There's these people of faith, prayer warriors who've gone before us, people from thousands of years ago who've, who've you know, prayed these amazing prayers with boldness, with vulnerability, and more than anything, a real conviction of who they are praying to. And I think there is so much that we can learn from them. And it's just been really great just to explore some of these prayers together over the summer um, as we've done that. And so this is the last Sunday we're, we're doing that. I, I believe passionately that prayer is important for us today in 2022 here in West London, regardless of whether we'd call ourselves Christians or not. So over this last week, I, I saw a couple of surveys. Uh, one was from uh, Savanta Comres. Um, they found that 51% of 18 to 34-year-olds pray at least once a month, which is, I think is really interesting. And then in a recent Gallup poll, 86% of Americans said that God hears our prayers. And then with the majority of those people, over 50%, they believe that he not only hears prayers, but he can also intervene on behalf of those prayers. So in a crisis, if we look around us, many people will turn to prayer. Perhaps a prayer by a loved one's best death. Oh, I can't. Let me just have a little sip of water. That should do better. Okay. So, you know, perhaps a prayer by a loved one's deathbed, uh, maybe a desperate cry after a life-changing medical diagnosis, or help, I need a parking spot. You see, everyone prays, I believe, to someone or something at some time. But as Christians, prayer is so much more than that. It's a means of having a conversation with the creator of the universe who is actually interested in our day-to-day -day lives. It's a way of saying, please, thank you, wow, and help, as Pete Gregg likes to put it. And so as we come to the end of our series today, we're going to look at the prayer of Jabez, which can be found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Now, this is a really short prayer. I mean, like, really short. There's like one verse. So I'm going to read it. Then what we're going to do is we're going to break it down together, and I want to help us to pray that prayer together today. And I'll explain how we're going to do that as we go through. Um, but can we turn in our Bibles? Um, we're going to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And that's it. I told you it was short. It's good. I'm just going to pray for us very quickly. Um, Lord, I thank you so much for these words that Jabez prayed all these years ago. And Lord, I want to ask that these words would come alive to us today. 
that you would help us to pray in a, in a, in a way that connects with you more deeply and allows blessing and, 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 and everything to flow into our lives as well and to those around us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So some of you may be familiar with that prayer because of a book that was written uh, about 20 years ago called The Prayer of Jabez. So it spawned all these offshoots as well. So you had The Prayer of Jabez for women, for teens, for married couples, for singles, for dogs, for cats, bank managers. All right, maybe not those last three. But I just want to say I have read this book, so you don't have to. And I wouldn't recommend it. The problem with this book is this. I think it has misunderstood this prayer. Many, I think, as you read that, it become, this prayer becomes some kind of formula to release prosperity into our lives. I.e., pray this, do that, and all your prayers will be answered. Pray like Jabez, and you will receive your 10-bed mansion and the Mercedes-Benz. Now, I'm sorry if this comes as a shock but I don't think that's how God works. But if we take that original prayer that we see in the Bible, I believe it's a really helpful and beautiful prayer that speaks into the world that we live in today and we can use it to help us to pray better and to grow in our own prayer lives. And so I believe there's, there's stuff in here for everyone. So regardless of where we are at with our faith journeys, if you're exploring faith today, you are so, so welcome and I believe this is a good prayer for you today. And so I hope that what I share is helpful regardless of where you find yourself today. So we're going to take some time to unpack this now. Um, and we'll use it as a guide to help us to pray today. So I want to start by talking a little bit about why we find this prayer in the Bible. Because it's very short prayer. And we find it right in the middle of 1 Chronicles um, as, um, as, as they're talking about the genealogy of Judah, like the family tree of Judah, unpacking all these, these different people that have come before. And so we think it was written by the prophet Ezra, who has his own book. Um, and right in the middle, you come across this guy called Jabez, and we see the prayer that he prayed. Now, Jabez is mentioned just three times in the Bible, and it can all be found in 1 Chronicles. Um, and we read two things about him in verse 9. The first thing is that Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. Now, we don't know why. Maybe he, he did some cooking, but as we already know, men don't cook. So, <laughs> maybe he just did a little bit more washing up around the house. I don't know. But what we do know is that he was more honorable than his brothers. And secondly, we find that his mother gave birth to him in pain. In Hebrew, the equivalent for Jabez means he causes pain. That's not really something you want to be known for in life, is it? And it gets worse than that, because in Jewish culture, it was really common for a, a, to give a symbolic name for your children, like a foretelling of their future. And bringer of pain is not something you want to carry around with you all your days. So not only was it a sign of how he came into the world, it was potentially a prophetic vision of how his future could have turned out. But there's some good news, because right at the end of that verse that we read, we see that God granted his request. Jabez's request was granted, which 
I believe must have meant that his life did not turn out the way that it could have done. Now, I don't believe that Jabez is praying this prayer for his own personal prosperity. Rather, I think it's a prayer for what he longs for, what his heart longs for. He acknowledges, he understands who he is, how he's come into this world, but only in the context and in the light of who God is. It's a really bold prayer, but there's something really really vulnerable about this as well, that I would not carry pain. He, doesn't, he is so aware of his own name and what that means, and yet he is asking that God would change that. And so it's a prayer that seeks God's will and God's purpose for his life, despite the struggles that he could have faced. It's a prayer to direct his life in a different direction, away from the pain and the sorrow that had been projected onto him by his own parents. So as it was for Jabez, we find ourselves in a world full of brokenness, don't we? And so I think this prayer offers us hope. It offers hope to each one of us that are sat here this morning and beyond who are feeling like there is no way out. Perhaps there are some of us who feel trapped by our own difficult upbringing. Perhaps we feel burdened by physical, emotional, spiritual pain. Anxiety, concern perhaps about rising energy costs. But we can put our hope in a God who loves us to bring him the cries of our heart. And he loves us to bring those things to him. And he loves to answer our prayers. So I want to start by jumping ahead to that very last line. God granted his requests. Because I don't know about you, but I don't always have my prayers answered. Otherwise, I wouldn't be hobbling up here on crutches. So I've experienced pain and I'm still experiencing pain. I've experienced unanswered prayer. It's one of the things that... So. I want to understand that when I go to heaven, I want to understand why are some prayers answered and some prayers are not. Now, Kendi admitted last week that she was going to lead on something different. And so she said that the first thing that she was going to say was going to have a little chat with Eve when she got there. And I really want to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Just want to throw it out there as a little aside. But for me, this question is right up there. This idea of why, why do some prayers get answered? Why do some people experience so much pain through life? Good people. And yet some people go through life and they seemingly have prayer after prayer answered. What's, what's with that? You know, we don't understand it all, do we? And it's one of the things I want to, I really want to quiz God on when I get to heaven. But what I do believe is that he has our wider purposes in in mind. He loves each one of us and he wants the best for us. So I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think Jabez's prayer was answered. The first thing that we see is that Jabez cries out to God. So Jabez, Jabez starts his prayer by acknowledging who he is. You see, prayer starts with coming to God and recognizing who he is. And so, so often many of our prayers in the vineyard, we start in worship. You know, worship is a great pray, place to start praying because it helps us to understand who it is we are praying to. And I think this underpins everything. Jabez cries out to God. And I think there's something really like 
guttural about that. It's something from his very being, from the very core of who he is. He's crying out to God. So from the very core of his being, he is saying, you are God. You are still good. Despite everything going on in the world right now, you are good. So his posture, therefore, is one of complete understanding and acceptance of who it is he's praying to. He's placing God at the center of everything. He's acknowledging God's will and purposes for his life, whatever they may be. And I wonder in our own lives whether we live with that same kind of conviction. You see, it's how, it's how Jesus taught us to pray as well. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. When we say that, we're saying, God, I'm putting you first. God, be worshipped, be exalted, be honoured, be adored. Now, I have a little reminder in my calendar to pray the Lord's Prayer once a day. And I just want to admit to you all in front of everyone, this is as public as I can get. I don't always do that. But when I do, it helps me to centre my life around the one who makes sense of it all. It reminds me of who actually is at the centre of my life and of who I am directing all my prayers towards. Your will be done, not mine, but yours. And so I'd love us at this moment to actually pray the Lord's Prayer together as an echo of Jabez's cry to God, as a way of acknowledging who God is for ourselves. You know, we want to cry out to him that he would be worshipped, exalted, honoured, and adored, and that his will would be done on here on earth. So can we pray together? The words are going to come behind, up behind me, and we're going to pray this. I just wanted, to, just before we do that, can we just take a moment just to center ourselves, just to still ourselves from everything that's going on, and then we will pray this famous prayer together. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So Jabez starts this prayer by crying out to God. And then he asks that he would bless him. Oh, that you would bless me. I wonder if we're as good at asking for blessings in our own life right now. I believe it's okay to do that. I believe it's good to do that. Jabez asked God for blessing because the God he believed in is the source of all blessings. Now, this isn't the prayer for that 10-bedroom mansion or the Mercedes-Benz. It's asking for his blessing in our life, for the air in our lungs, for the roof over our heads, for our physical health, for our spiritual growth, for good relationships, for enough grace to deal with whatever life throws at us. A heart of compassion for others. So whilst the prayer of Jabez is, is not a promise that God will do what we want when we want it, I think for many of us, we often forget to ask for blessing in our own lives. 
You know, each of us already have so much to be grateful for. But we read in Ephesians that he is able to do more than we ask or imagine. Jesus says himself that he loves to give good gifts to his children. You see, the prayer of Jabez, though, it isn't a prayer for personal prosperity. It's a prayer that says, would I be blessed as part of God's promises for his people? Jabez prays boldly. He prays with courage and he prays with vulnerability, acknowledging that pain from where he's come from. But it's a pain knowing that God is where all blessings come from. So I want us to take a minute to echo his prayer right now. So why don't we again just still ourselves. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I just want you to make this prayer your own as we, as we do this. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me. Lord, you are the source of all blessing. Bless my life that I would bless others around me. Bless my relationships. Bless my family. Bless me day by day. Lord, I thank you for all that you have given me. Lord, I pray that you would give me enough grace to deal with everything life throws at me. And Lord, would you give me a heart of compassion for others? I need you more than anything else in this world. So come and fill me. Come and release blessing into my life, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So Jabez says, bless me, O Lord, and enlarge my territory. In other words, I think he's saying, help me. Now, as far as we know, Jabez was not in a position to claim literal territory. I mean, he wasn't a commander of armies or a king or anything like that. So perhaps this prayer means something else. What if we're talking about the territory of God's kingdom? Paul writes to the Ephesians in the New Testament part of the Bible that our struggle on this earth is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so we need to be praying that the Lord would indeed enlarge each of our territories in order that his kingdom would come here on earth as in heaven. That we might be the light in dark places. That we might be the one who, bring hope, who, who can bring hope in places of despair. You know, gathering together to pray is, is just an important thing to do as a church family. And we've got a Kingdom Come Prayer coming up this Thursday right here. So if you don't normally show up for that, why don't you choose to come out and pray with others this Thursday? You know, I think we have a way too low an aspiration of what the Lord wants to do in and through us. He longs to increase our territory that his kingdom may be established in our workplaces, where we study, where we walk, in our homes, in our cafes, in our supermarkets. He wants to take every part of us and enable us to bring his kingdom here on earth. He doesn't just do that on his own. He does that in and through each one of us. We all get to be his hands and feet and to bring light into darker places. And so I'd love to pray that for us today. 
So why don't we just take a minute again just to still ourselves and I'm just going to lead us in a prayer. I'd love you to make this prayer your own as well. So Lord, we pray that you would enlarge my territory. I pray that your kingdom would come, your will would be done in and through each one of us. Lord, enlarge the territory of my heart that your love may flow out through me to those around me so that I can be a bringer of good news, that I would feed the hungry, deepen my love for the hurting, the broken, and the hungry so that my heart will break with the things that break yours. And Lord, I pray that you would increase my influence in my workplace, in my college, in my home, wherever I spend my day-to-day life. And for the church, I pray that you would grant us favor with local businesses, with the local community, with the council, that we might see your kingdom come here in Feltham and in Staines and beyond. Oh, Lord, would you enlarge our territory? Amen. Amen. I I love this prayer. Jabez says, bless me. He says, help me. Enlarge my territory and let your hand be with me. Now, this is a really, really good prayer to play. Lord, be with me. We can pray that every day. We know that he's already there, but when we're more aware of his closeness, it's amazing what we can do in our lives. But I think it's an acknowledgement of a need within each one of us. It acknowledges that there is a hole inside each one of us that only God can fill. It's acknowledged, and I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm struggling. It's an acknowledgement, yeah, it's much better, that whatever life throws at us, he is bigger than anything. So if you're sat here worried about the energy crisis, if you're sat here worried about how you're going to put food on the table, how you're going to get work, how you're going to take the next step in life, you're not alone, firstly, but you can put your hope in someone who is bigger than any problem you are ever going to face. He walks alongside us, but only when we allow him. So in whatever situation we're facing today, perhaps we're grappling with our identity. Perhaps we're grappling with who the, the, the core of who we are. Maybe we're grappling with some of the things that Jabez talks about. Maybe we're dealing with literal pain. Maybe we're struggling with relationships. Each one of us can put our hope in someone so much bigger than any of our problems. So I'd love us to just pray again. We just want to keep turning this to prayer this morning. So Lord, would you be with me in whatever circumstance I'm facing right now? I just want you to take a moment just to bring him your worries, bring him your pain, bring him your future, bring him difficult relationships, whatever it is, just bring it to him right now.
And Lord, I ask that you would place your hand in mine. Like a child placing his hand in his mom or dad's. Be our guide. Be our comfort. Be our everything. Be with me, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So he says, bless me, help me, be with me, and protect me. Jabez prays, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And this points back to that thing I said at the beginning. Jabez knew that his name meant that he was born in pain. And the reality is we are all born into a pain-filled world. Whether we experience that pain firsthand or through others, each of us are going to at some point in our life experience that. But we can decide how we respond to that pain. Pain might have filled Jabez's entry into the world, but I love his determination, his boldness and his conviction that that was not how his life was going to be defined. You see, when Jabez prays, he speaks against the testimony of his name. And in doing so, he lets go of the shame that it covered him in. God, as we sang earlier, God demonstrates his strength in our own weakness. He loves to rescue his people from pain. But he doesn't always do it when and how we would like it. And there are sometimes, there are things that we have to endure, but what's important is how we cope with those. You know, Jesus himself promises in John chapter 16, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We won't always understand why things are the way they are, but what we can be sure of is that ultimately, he has overcome the world. He has overcome it all. In the end, he will make all things new. He comes to bring life, to bring light in dark places. So even when we don't understand, even when we go through pain, he will give us what we need to endure that pain. And as I just come into land now, Jabez's prayer, I think it tells us that however we came into this world does not have to define how we live in this world. Whatever we're pain we're facing today does not have to define how we live tomorrow. Names we've been given, patterns of behavior we've got stuck into do not have to stop us from living life to the full because we have a God who is full of power full of grace, full of mercy, and he hears our prayer. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom here today. The prayer of Jabez tells us that we don't have to be weighed down by our past. It, we don't have to be weighed down by lies we've been told or mistakes that we've made because we have hope in the one who has overcome this world and who is making all things new. So if you've said yes to Jesus already, you have been redeemed, you have been restored, you have been renewed, you have been forgiven. 
And if you've not said yes to Jesus yet, there's an opportunity to do that right now and say yes to a future that is so much more life-giving than anything you can hope or imagine for. So I just love us right now, just in this moment, if, um, it's just for all of us just to bow our heads and just to, to close our eyes, just to give it, this is a personal moment for, for us and Jesus. So particularly for those of us that maybe never prayed a prayer like this, this is a prayer that says yes to Jesus, invites him into our lives. But I'd love us all to pray you know, along in our heads as we do that. Jesus, I'm so sorry for the ways that I have chosen to live on my own. So I pray right now that you would come and walk with me. Would you let your hand be with me? Keep me from harm. Keep me from pain. I turn away from my old way of living and I turn to you, Jesus, right now. Come and fill me. Come and walk with me, I pray. Amen.